Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 311th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, I think we'll just jump right into it. You have a story to tell us, right? Yeah, so it's an interesting one. It's something that I've heard a lot of other people go through, but uh, not myself, and that is the COVID quarantine. Uh, And not just like a general stay-at-home order, but more of a you might have been exposed so you probably should quarantine. So all of 2020 kept it pretty safe. Um, and then New Year's Eve, I went to a rave. No, just kidding. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Carolyn laughing in the background? Yeah, right. Um, so New Year's Eve was super quiet. We stayed at home. New Year's Day, we were because New Year's Eve, we were up till about 2.30 in the morning. We woke up rather late on New Year's Day. We took the we took Oliver out for a walk. Carolyn went for a run. I went for a run on the, on the Peloton. And then we went to Bed Bath & Beyond to pick up the vacuum, which I spoke about before. What's interesting right. is a few days later, I get a alert on my... Uh, contact tracing app which is the covid alert ny app it's like a purple app icon with a sort of white new york state logo on it the idea of this is you help them collect information right so it'll tell you uh, based on every county in new york state how fast is covid19 spreading total tested positive uh today they give you the daily figure and the seven day average and then the total number of people tested so right now I'm in Manhattan County, uh, percent tested positive is down a little bit. It's at 3.1%, um, but they're also saying that the, uh, the Christmas wave is about to hit soon. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah it seems about right. right. There's, so there's like the New York COVID data. There's also like, you can give your own health log. So every day you can like answer like how you're feeling, or there's like a whole host of symptoms you can check off. And then there's yep. my COVID alerts. Uh, so there's something called closeness sensing and clo- uh, COVID alerts are active. Basically I make it so that my phone is eligible and active to send encrypted sort of numeric uh, signatures to phones around me. And then yeah. it just holds on to like all of the other phones that have this app enabled to do the same thing. You know, contact tracing is about as effective as uh, the people in the community are, are willing to let it be. Exactly, yeah. And so I had uh, noticed an alert on the app. I was like, oh, you know, I, and I hate app alerts, that that like, uh, that little red icon, right? That little alert. <laughs> yep, so, yep. Um, go in, take it out, and it goes, oh, you've had one COVID alert in the last 14 days. I click on it, tap on it, she goes, the app has detected that on January 1st, 2021, someone who tested positive for COVID-19 was within six feet of you for over 10 minutes. Now, what does that mean? It could mean any number of things. It could mean that I was standing next to a singular person who had tested positive, who had the app, who let the app know for 10 minutes. 
They also say I could have been next to multiple people for a cumulative ten minutes. So、uh, if、okay. it's like you and Elena,、uh, both tested positive, but I met up with both of you separately for five minutes, that also counts for ten minutes. I see. Okay. So you know, now that I've been potentially exposed, what do I do now? They go get tested. You know, call the hotline if I test positive. They're telling me to stay home, stay home for fourteen days, except to seek medical care and get a COVID test. Call ahead if you must leave to get healthcare. Separate yourself. You know, stay in a room that is not shared with others, and keep your door closed. Sleep by yourself. Stay at least six feet away from all others, from others at all times. Even your family. Don't have visitors. Use a separate bathroom if possible. If not, clean and disinfect all surfaces after you use. Have food brought to you. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Don't touch pets. Rain for you know all this stuff. So Sheesh, yeah, yeah, all the things, right? All the things. So we, I didn't know that I, I couldn't tell you the moment I got the alert. I don't remember getting a push notification. I don't remember、uh, any other time I got notified, except I randomly saw it. I was like, you know what? I don't like. What is this all about? And so we decided at that point we should quarantine. Pretty quickly, I we decided, and this was starting on, I want to say Thursday, yeah, Thursday. I saw、yeah. it, and then so Friday I quarantined. Saturday we started quarantining, but、um, I immediately booked a COVID test. Now we couldn't find a rapid test anywhere, but I just wanted to go get a regular test because that's what was available. Yep. And had I been exposed and potentially positive, I didn't want to be like standing in line outside next to a ton of people. Right. Exactly. Right. So we decided that because we live in a two bedroom, I was going to sleep in the office. Thankfully, my computer is here, the Xbox is here, the Peloton is here. Like it's of all places to be quarantined, it couldn't <laughs> be more comfortable. Got it. Also, you need. we also for the first time since I bought this, I, I bought a. Air mattress years ago. Never used it until now. And what's great is it's a twin mattress, a twin size mattress with a little bit of a raised area for a pillow. It's got a plug-in for the pump, and it like automatically inflates and deflates on its own. So very solid. Very solid.、Uh, yeah. I was like, do I have to blow this thing up? Because if I do, you're out. <laughs> you're、right. sleeping in the bed. I'm sleeping in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Caroline. <laughs> That's it.、Right? Um, but thankfully, I turned it on, and they say to let it go for a few hours the first time. But I was like, if, I'm afraid that that thing's gonna explode.、Um, hours? Yeah, they say they let it go for a few hours just to let it fully like get its shape. But I was like, ah. I know, see.、Um, yeah. I, I let it go for like five minutes, and then it was like fully like basically like taut, and I was like, we're, we're fine, we're fine.、Um, worst case scenario,、enough. I just like blow it up a little bit more. Yeah, exactly.、Um, and thankfully, it's not one of those、uh, air mattresses you have to like lay on to like get all the air out.、Uh, you know the ones where you have to, like jump and squeeze and all that stuff. It's like how annoying it is. This one, yeah, it's like a little dial. I turn it, you know, to three o'clock. It's inflate. When I turn it to nine、uh, o'clock, it's deflate. So it just I think just changes the direction of the fan to blow air、yeah. in or blow air out.、Um, so. You know, we immediately disinfected everything. It was decided that I was just going to stay in the office, so Carolyn helped prepare some food for me. Also, super grateful we have a two bedroom, two bathroom, so that we didn't have to share bathrooms this entire time. Yeah, that's that's、uh, that's that's perfect. Yeah, 
it was also tough because Oliver didn't know what was going on. And so he was super nervous and like didn't understand like why he wasn't allowed to hang out with me anymore. So he just like, He's like, are mom and dad fighting? Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, he just stand by the door, my door and just like whine. Um, yeah. But, you know, that was uh, Friday, super early, w- woke up, uh, ran to, you know, go go get a COVID test. Uh, I sort of let them know. I was like, hey, have you potentially been exposed? I was like, yes. The app said, you know, January 1st. They're like, where have you gone? And he goes, well, you know, I went to Delaware, but it was before then. Um, and so it was just like, you know, was, Friday was tough because in in my room all day, Carolyn had to like, you know, run stuff for me. It's just, it's just tough to ask someone else to like, you know, hey, absolutely, the bathroom. You have to get out of there. Well, you know, make sure you have your mask on or, hey, right. I'm hungry. Can you make me some food? It's just, you feel like. I mean, I'm super grateful for how there's there's no. Yeah, no, of course, but, but it, just, it felt like a, um, a burden for sure immediately. You know. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I'm I'm thirsty. Can you make me some? Give me a glass of water or uh, or a cup of coffee. Right. It's like, you know, normally it's like, why would I bother you? Let me just let me just do this. You know? Right. Um, no. Exactly. But you know, Saturday that we were waiting. You know, we we slowly were like, all right, well. If you're in the kitchen and I'm in the dining room, that's more than six feet. We can eat at the same time, hang out, yada, yada, at least talk. Because I think the first day we're just like, you know, it's so nervous. We're like, you know what? Let's just talk through FaceTime on our phone or something in the same right. apartment. Uh, but uh, got my COVID test results yesterday afternoon. They normally say one to three days. So I was like, oh my God, all weekend I'm going to be quarantined. And the crazy thing is... You don't miss it until you can't have it. So yeah, the kitchen, the living room, the dining room, even go. You know, we decided not to go outside because that'd be foolish for me to be walking around outside if I was positive. But it was just like, yeah. man, that for, you know, once I got the COVID test back and I said it was negative, I walked the dog at that uh, at night. I was like, the air never tastes so sweet. <laughs> um, so the things you take for granted, right? immediately take for granted yeah so uh, yeah i use one medical which is like a collection of like some sort of a health service it says reviewed uh, all right so received on january 9th which is yesterday your lab results are ready my sars covid 2 pcr swab i'm viewing it uh read the full message please find your t- results test results attached your test for covid 19 is negative this may be reassuring news to receive but negative test is most useful in the context of specific timing plus suspicion of exposure timing matters the average incubation period of COVID is two to five days and up to 14 days after exposure. So testing too early, then just the very first few days directly after exposure may not accurately reveal a possible infection. A negative test result does not take the place of a 14-day quarantine in the states that have such mandates. So it was also good, potentially, because maybe the app is smart enough to push it a few days afterwards so that you're not going like... If I saw it on the first, I would probably schedule a test for the second and, you know, be potentially feeling sort of reassured that I had a negative test, but if it had it incubated long enough, yeah, it might not be super accurate, but, you know, I got my test done on the 7th or 8th, maybe 8th, yeah, I got my test done on the 8th. It says the exposure was on the first, so hopefully yeah. a week is like you know prime incubation period. Right. I mean, you're only you're only about what four is it four days away now from your two weeks from when yeah. you were exposed. So they said that uh, if you have a negative test, 
after this, you can sh- uh, New York State allows us to shorten the quarantine to seven days. Oh, right. That's right. I remember that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, all in all, sort of back to normal. Uh, we, I haven't gone anywhere. Just, you know, walked the dog. And then uh, what has been of course, interesting yeah. is every day in the new year, I've been trying to be a little bit more active. So, uh, yeah. I've been, been running the Peloton every day. You know, I have an Apple Watch. So, I, I'm trying to burn at least 540 calories a day, stand for 12 hours, and, you know, exercise for 30 That's minutes. I've been able to do that. Uh, so, I'm slowly, right, because I'm also going to want to start running soon. Um, I, I do want to slowly start to get back into shape. So it has been nice to feel like, it's like well, you know, I'll get on the bike for an hour. And then uh, yeah, I'll either take a class or I will just, you know, do the free ride uh, where I can just feel a little bit of tension in my legs and I'll just read a book or something. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, yeah, that's uh, a little bit of a scare. Uh, you know, it's tough because... You, you, you definitely don't want to be like the person that becomes a super spreader in any way. Yeah, exactly. So it was, uh, I'm just glad that it, it, it became, I don't want to say much ado about nothing, but we took it as seriously as we could and we, we took the steps to address it as quickly as we did. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really, well, I'm glad really you got the negative that. test. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank I, you. I, I'm glad you got the negative result. I, uh, I mean, I think I think a lot of us ha- have had some type of s- some type of symptom over the last now how long we've been quarantining almost ten months now nine yeah. months ten months I can't. Um, so over this period of time, any any time you've had a cough, a sniffle, a sneeze, um, you know, uh, I guess even a fever or an upset stomach, you immediately think, oh my god what it do i have covid like i had um i got food poisoning like um about like two months ago i think mm. it wasn't like anything crazy like i shouldn't i i, I don't like calling it food poisoning in the because in the sense that it wasn't like an extremely painful or like a devastating thing where i was just stuck but like i clearly ate something that didn't sit right in my stomach mm-hmm. and so you know for for the next like few hours like I, I, I was a bit concerned. And so immediately I'm like, shoot, like I shouldn't be sleeping in the same bed as Lena. I got to like get, I got to get a mask. I got to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And cause yeah, cause like all that's going through your head is the last thing that I want is to be the person who brought this into my house and infected right. the whole family. The person who, you know, was at the grocery store earlier today. And now I have to go into my contact tracing app and let everybody else know who I was in, you know, close proximity to that they may have caught something from me. So like all those thoughts go through your head. It's terrifying. It's scary. It's nerve wracking. And, and yeah, like all, all you can do is sit there and wait. My, um, my mother-in-law, she got just, just before, um, just before, uh, Christmas Eve. So this was going through my calendar really quickly. Cause I'm curious to see what the date was. So just before Christmas Eve, uh, I think it was the 23rd, possibly it was Christmas Eve. I think it was the 23rd though. She, she had gotten a COVID test done like the week before and they called her to give her results, but she didn't have her phone on her. They called her like at 4.30 on like Wednesday night. And so, or Wednesday afternoon, she calls them back at like 5.15, 5.30 and they're closed. And, um, 
all they said in the all they said in the voicemail was we have the results of your test but we but basically we can't give it to you over the voicemail you have to call us and speak to somebody what so so she calls and tries to speak with somebody and they're not they're closed and they weren't going to open again until the following monday oh my god so going from what i say from wednesday to literally Monday of the following week after Christmas Eve, after Christmas, just to get the result back. Yeah, just in to, to get this result back because they couldn't tell you the, the 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 result over the phone, like or they couldn't tell you the result in your voicemail. Um, there was no website that you can check the results, which was insane to me. So she literally had to wait until the following week for them to say, "Oh, you tested negative. You're fine." That is. Nerve yeah. wracking to have to wait that long. Yeah, be a wreck. yeah, yeah. And I, me too, because I'd be like, "Wait, why didn't they tell me what what happened? What's wrong?" That's all yeah. I'd be thinking. That's all that would be, be like, going oh, through my head. So. I'm for sure positive. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, man, I um, definitely sympathize. Again, once again, glad you glad it came out negative. Thank and, you. Um, me too. Yeah. Do you have any um? Any clue as to when you would be able to get the vaccine? Yes. So, uh, I have a clue. It's not accurate. Is that is that helpful? Okay. Um, sure. Uh, it would be summer of 2021. The earliest would be that'd be the wow. earliest time I can get it, according to so how, New York. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm very curious to see how this goes for a lot of people. So as you know, I work for a hospital and while I don't work with patients, I don't, my, the work that I do does not require me to be on site. I literally haven't been into the office to work since um, February actually of last year. Um, They're actually trying to, to get everybody the vaccine by the end of this month. So I should, I should be expecting an email over the next week or two to schedule my first shot. Now, from what I was what I was reading in their um, you know in their education material and such, they state that you cannot like you you basically can't change the way you're doing things now. So you you get vaccinated, but it's not like you can just go to living life the way you used to be living. Um, you still have to wear your mask if you you know you still like reduce or restrict right. your external activities as much as possible. Sure, I didn't actually get a full sense of exactly what the explanation or what the reason for all of that is, but I guess the idea is, if their vaccine is even ninety five percent successful at reducing or preventing infections, there's still five percent, and five percent still a pretty substantial amount of people when you consider, you know, if you imagine a million people get right. vaccinated 5% of them could supposedly still this could still not really be fully immune totally. then I, f- I feel like I sound like an idiot um <laughs> but but I guess to some degree that they the the vaccine isn't 100% effective and so you can't necessarily go out and conti- and, and um eliminate all or just continue just you can't just stop taking the precautions that you were taking and just throw caution to the wind right. and go out and live life the way you used to live. And so you still have to wait until a sufficient number of people have actually been vaccinated before you can finally step outside and, you know, go to the movies or go to work, <laughs> go to the office, things like that. So uh, I am, I am very curious to see like 
how the vaccination process goes because as quickly as it feels for me and some other people there are millions of people who are going to be able to who aren't going to be eligible or just not going to be capable of getting a vaccine for a long period of time so definitely very curious to see how it goes i mean I may, I will be, I'll be vaccinated. I'll be the first person vaccinated in my house. I have no idea when Lena would be get, be able to get a vaccine. I have no idea when Gordon would be able to, or if he, no, they don't, they're not even doing it for kids at this point. Correct. Because the emergency authorization doesn't apply to kids. I don't actually know what the no, cutoff age is. it doesn't. Although the Biden so. administration did say that they are going to change the uh, vaccination uh, strategy. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, considering that how many vaccines have been going to waste these days. Right. Not only going to waste, but uh, just how slow the rollout is. Uh, right. And so what they want to do is not hold uh, the second sh- shot, but just give yeah. as many out as possible. So I, I did see that report. Um, I, I think it was like the New York Times that sent the push notification either last night or this morning about that. And I was wondering, I didn't read into it, but I was very curious to see how that would go. Because if you're not holding, if you're not guaranteeing people basically their second dose, what what effect is there? You know, if if you know you're supposed to be in there, what is what is it? Two weeks after for Pfizer, three weeks from for their Moderna? Uh, great question. I'm actually unsure. I can't remember what it was. Okay, I want to say it's two weeks. So we'll just say for the sake of the argument, at least that it's two weeks. If two weeks later you're, you know, you're trying to schedule your appointment and you show up and there's no, there's nothing there because they use. I mean, I'm sure that wouldn't necessarily happen because you know appointments and such. But still, I, I just, I guess, I kind of wonder what that's going to do to the process. Um, you know, but right. I guess, uh, I guess we'll see. Totally unclear. Hopefully, it just means that more and more people get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely help more people get it. Especially like, yeah, man, like these cases. Every, every, I can't. I don't. I don't keep up with it as much as I used to. But I was constantly on the New York Times is tracking, you know, the the COVID infection rate. And man, like the we're just at constantly at these new highs. These like, oh yeah. 252,000 cases yesterday. 252,142 cases. That's just in the United States. You remember when we were getting like uh, like 200? And you, I, I mean, what I was in England a year ago, and we were getting like 200 cases, or maybe even the, in the the double digits, and being really concerned, like they're going to shut the airports down. And sure enough, they did. And now, like those, you know, getting getting an infection rate at that level. People would start thinking about okay, things are are literally back to normal at that point. Because at this point, two hundred and fifty-two thousand cases, three thousand two hundred sixty-one deaths yesterday. It's the, uh, out of control. We just had more. What more people died yesterday than in? Uh, they're using nine eleven as like the the catch, yeah, which is super yep. tragic. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, you never thought you'd use that as like a, oh, this is how many people died yesterday. It's like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, at this safe. point, you, I feel like you're so so far beyond the old argument of, oh, it's only old people who are dying or old people who are getting sick and this and like, I feel like all those things are out the window and anybody who's, who, you know, who doesn't necessarily want to quarantine or doesn't want to wear a mask, 
I don't I don't think that the argument is is, oh, I don't care about the old people anymore. It's just, well, it's just my freedom to do whatever I want to do. And I don't really care about you. I right. feel like that's all it really is at this point. Like I mentioned before, um, you know, the, the, the last time I was here in Florida, like half the people were wearing the masks everywhere I go now. Everyone's masked up. And you, you will occasionally see someone who's not wearing a mask and everybody's just kind of like looking their way. Yeah. All eyes are on that person. Nobody wanna really, no one really wants to call them out for it, but everybody notices it. Some people can't so, be shamed. Yeah, no, some people can't. And like the thing is how many how many like of how many um like horrible reactions to being told to put their mask on or to put their mask on properly have you seen? online you know these people f- freaking out at like employees of, of of stores or like in some cases if you just if you're at a grocery store and you're shopping you see someone not wearing a mask you, do you feel like it's your place to tell them to put their mask on or do you feel like it's on the store the store's responsibility to do it i mean it's a store's responsibility i, mean, I think but but if they're in it, your space of course you're going to want to tell them would you have you said something to people no no i never have i've never yeah. had someone I don't, not never. I rarely have someone in my immediate vicinity who's not wearing a mask, you know, like, you know, a few feet away from me. Uh-huh. I might spot someone from across the store. The other day I was in Target and I see a woman walk into the store and I was in the, um, I was waiting in line at the, at the uh, cash register. So she was nowhere near me. She was a good 50 to 100 feet away from me. But I saw her walk in the, in the store and she didn't have a mask on her face. She didn't have a mask around her ears. It was, seemed to be nowhere in sight. So I was like, huh, just waltz right in. No one said yeah. anything. But other people notice, like I was saying, like other people are looking at her, pointing out to Lena, other people behind me in line are looking at her. Yeah, I've had people, I mean, it's tough because you think even in like a liberal city like New York, people would wear masks, but not guaranteed, not guaranteed in the slightest. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So. I'm looking at the New York Times chart right now. I remember, so the first time we hit 10,000 cases per day was March 24th. So we hit, we went from, we went from, so at the beginning of the month, March 5th, there were 67 cases that were reported per day. And of course, testing was very minimal at that point. Sure. Well, but within a span of, right? yeah, exactly. Within a span of three weeks, and again, testing was still horrible at that point, um, you had 10,000 cases. And it stayed. It stayed in the uh, the five digits then forever. It never went down below five digits for us. No. But it plateaued for the for much of the spring and summer, uh, or at least early summer. It stayed at like you know ten thousand, twenty, thirty thousand. But it never went any higher than that until uh, about July, mid like early July. So this is um, leading to the Fourth of July weekend, I guess. Uh, what was before this Memorial Day? Yeah, it was Memorial Day that caused a huge spike. I think yep. things just jumped and jumped up to like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand. Then it dropped down again to the thirties for much of fall. Yep. And then from November, it's just skyrocketed. November twenty fifth, fifty nine thousand cases. The next day, seventy five thousand. It kept going up over a hundred thousand. We haven't seen anything lower than two hundred thousand. Yeah, we're since. In yeah, we had 300,000 two days ago. It was 252,000 yesterday. Who knows what it is today? Yeah. But yeah, like last time we were below 200,000. I guess there was one day to December 28th, a few days. But we haven't we haven't really stopped this meteoric rise or whatever the analogy you want to use since early November. Like mm-hmm. we've just been skyrocketing. It's crazy. 
It's like, I don't know if it was it was news of the vaccine coming out and, you know, getting the emergency authorization that people started to think, oh, we're on the tail end of this. We can start doing things again. Or if it was just a coincidence of uh, Thanksgiving, what, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, I guess all those holidays all at once. And again, the, the, the quarantine fatigue that people have been feeling, it just let loose. Quarantine fatigue is a very, very real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine fatigue, I guess, new variants that are super spreaders. Yeah. Um, I mean, not only that, of, right? We're, uh, I mean, learning a little bit about virology has been fun of how these things are classified. You know, how it's yeah. coronavirus is a family of viruses and there's strains and there's variants. Um, right. Turns out that Japan has found a variant. Is a variant or a strain? I forget which one they found. They said it's a new variant, yeah. Variant, even that they yeah. haven't found anywhere else. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. I think awesome. Awesome. I I suspect. I mean, so like, the the really interesting thing about about like, especially viruses. You know, their 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 genomes are so short. They're you know they're just super small. Uh, mutations happen fairly quickly mm-hmm. and just as you like you, you're you're basically seeing these me- like very 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 quick generations um like basically think of it like as of like evolution you have mutations that occur naturally um but really small subtly and over the course of time you end up having large populations of people that have similar features or traits so like the color of your skin, the color of people's eyes, the types of hair that people have over thousands and thousands of years, though that type of stuff happened to people. And so if you go from the, you know, the Southern hemisphere to the Northern hemisphere, the East to the West, blah, 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 you start to see different traits emerge. And so similarly with, with COVID, you have large populations of people basically breeding this virus in, in their local, in their local regions. And, those small mutations pop up and of course they're transmitting all the time to you to the people within your community but it doesn't necessarily get picked up as being something completely new until researchers you know examine examine it thoroughly um you know it's uh, it would still yeah it could still produce a positive covid test a positive covid result but it might not that test might not would wouldn't really tell the researchers that it's anything new or novel until they do a lot more investigation into it, uh, whether it's sequencing the genome, whatever it is. And now how they determine that it's a much more, that it's spreading much quicker. It could be, um, it could be, uh, I guess more like epidemiological studies determining the levels of infection compared to other areas and seeing that it's much higher and they might wonder, well, what is it? Is it people aren't, people aren't wearing masks, people are out and partying or yeah. is it something related to the, to the disease? And I think that that kind of leads them onto some of these studies or, or to make these, these findings is based off of the level of infection that the level of infection and death in those specific areas compared to other areas nearby. But yeah. It's awesome. I don't know, man. I don't know. One of these days we'll get back to normalcy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, today's not sooner. quite that day. Not today. Yeah. Today's not that day. Um, <laughs> but what is nice is 
we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It might not, it might be a while, but we can definitely see it. Right, right. It seems like we have our, um, it seems like we have the ammunition to get us there. We have the vehicle to get us to the end. We just, we still got to make that journey. Yeah. And we will. Yeah. So, we'll get there. All right. Yeah. All right. So should we uh, wrap it up here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.